0: on TV, online, and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. Hey there, it's shaping up to be the biggest question of the 21st century. How are we going to deal with the rise of artificial intelligence, of AI? From famous scientists to leading business figures, to the people who invented AI in the first place, the dangers and the opportunities. I'm Aaron Young. Let's get started. Now from our headquarters at Ticker Park. This is Ticker Today. Great to be with you. From fake videos to autonomous weapons and the threat of AI, it seems to be obvious, but some of the world's most prominent inventors say the real threat are the ones we don't yet even know about. Proponents of AI will say that this technology offers numerous benefits to various industries, including healthcare, finance, transportation, and, of course, manufacturing. By automating routine tasks, AI tech can improve efficiency, accuracy, as well as productivity. Several titans from various industries, though, have spoken about the dangers of AI and what it could mean for humanity. Let's start with Elon Musk. And we're talking about AI. It's very obvious that, especially with today's AI, uh, the computers can pass every, like, are you a human test? In fact, I think they can pass, are you a human test better than a human? <laughs> you know, sort of, you say, like, identify a traffic light or something like that. Okay, let me tell you Tesla can identify a traffic light. So if we're, you know, and and, but even like open source uh, AI stuff right now um, can pass all of the the human tests. So you have to have something that there's better authentication than, than that. Okay, so let's start with Elon Musk, but the late professor Stephen Hawking significantly contributed to cosmology. But despite the groundbreaking work he did, Hawking shared concerns about the development of artificial intelligence.
1: We need to take learning beyond a theoretical discussion of how AI should be and take action to make sure we plan for how it can be.
0: And Bill Gates has drawn parallels between the immense power of AI and that of nuclear weapons as well. So many questions. So let's bring in attorney and CEO of AR Media, Andrew Rosso. Great to have you with us. Um, These scientists and billionaires, what do you think? Are they right? Do we need to actually worry about AI?
1: Thank you so much for having me. You know, it's a great question, and I think the answer is both, because what we've seen so far is that we are all in a rush to see it out in the open. We want to see it integrated. We want to see it in our everyday lives, but haven't thought about the tastefulness of what it means to actually implement it in a way that is safe and secure.
0: The really scary thing is that investors right now are running towards companies that are pro AI that can find a way to put it into their business plan. But also we've got different governments who are also racing against each other, trying to find a way to be first at it, whether it be the UK or the US or China. And while we might be putting things in place uh, from the Western front, there are other countries that just want to beat the US on this.
1: It's, it's a great point. And China is one of those examples, right? China, their their social framework has been to embrace this consumer adoption of AI. So what China is working on are regulations and frameworks to be able to minimize any social disruption of that use, but still ensuring that the safeguards and mechanisms are in the rightful place. At the same time, you have countries like the EU, right? And with a framework like GDPR in place, implementing something like the AI Act that is currently being worked on passing, right? That takes GDPR to the next level of what can we do with privacy and how can we implement what is happening day by day with the unraveling of AI in our everyday working uh,
0: environment. Yeah, you talk about everyday working environments. So many of us are using ChatGTP as part of our days. But anyone who's seen Terminator 2 remembers the concept of Skynet, the threat that eventually the machines talk to each other and go, what are we going to do about all these humans? That seems to be where Stephen Hawking and Elon Musk and Bill Gates are talking about and looking to the future and saying, that's what's keeping us up at night.
1: The biggest question is what happens when technology turns against us? Because we weren't ready, we weren't prepared, we didn't foresee. And to Mr. Hawking's point and to even Mr. Gates' point is we have to understand the combination of the two, of everything we put out there has the ability to unfold twofold, tenfold without fully understanding. What is happening? You know, when we put something out there, do we foresee the consequences of an open source code of a potential misuse case? And these are right. These are the right questions, but who is going to help us implement it and guide us and help protect the misuse of these applications?
0: Well, who should it be because regulators you talk about what's happening in europe the history of regulation has been it always lags right behind the technology behind the scientists and the people who are inventing you can't put a rule in place for something that hasn't been invented yet or is that something that we should be doing
1: i think regulators are just a small component of this right i think if we take into account today's generation today's youth who is tech savvy digital natives who grew up with this technology, they understand what it means to take this tech, integrate it into their everyday lives, but then put together some sort of collective, a task force that does include your regulators, it does include lawmakers, it does include your scientists and researchers, because there should be multiple parties speaking with one another at all times because of how amplifying its effects can be across the workforce.
0: You're an attorney and you love technology. Let me ask you this question. Hypothetically, if an employee of a business breaks the law, the company and the employee get in trouble. As we turn more to artificial intelligence for replacing employees, for example, or the tasks and jobs they do, if AI breaks the law, who's responsible?
1: It's a great question. And that's a question that is still up for debate, especially when we're talking about IP, right? Intellectual property and authorship. Who is the author of the IP, right? Who created the code? Who actually implemented the code? And were you aware that the code in its current form was able to do A, B, or C, but should have foreseen that it could have done H, you know, H-I-J-K-L, So it's a complicated question, but I think we're still at the stage where the human element is critical. The human element must be considered. And, you know, to Mr. Musk's earlier statements of, you know, AI almost has humans beat. I disagree with that because you still need the emotions. You still need that manual intervention.
0: Isn't that the thing we're all scared of, right? That at the moment we kind of want AI to be a bit like the dog on the leash that we can still control and pull back when we need to. But the concern is what happens when the dog is running wild with other dogs? What happens with this thing called God AI, which is a whole new level of your head being blown? Uh, but the concern being that the AI gets to a stage that it can say, I want to make myself better. I want to run the processes and the tasks to actually make my software better. And the concern is after about 10 of those practices that it turns to humans and says, I need me, but I don't know if I need you.
1: Absolutely. And it comes back to these algorithms and how the algorithms are trained on this data, right? We talk about bias in in AI, what factors, what rule sets are in place that could help influence or impact the way these applications are utilized, how programs are executed, what decisions are made. Um, Automated decision making is a big conversation right now because of that human element. So taking but that's exactly the point
0: that they want to rely on, right? So the idea of having a business, having employees is so that the employees can make decisions. For example, if you're working at a McDonald's drive through you've got to make decisions all the time. To get AI to do that job, the business might say, I need this to replace that person because this will make things more efficient. But then we are asking AI to make decisions like a human.
1: Right. It requires that AI or that data set to understand that particular human, to understand the everyday consumer and what their ever evolving palate and taste buds are craving. And it's, it's just that demand. So how do you insert demand into a formula, into an algorithm? And that's the Yeah, question.
0: it's it's such an interesting point. Uh, really appreciate your time talking about this, uh, Andrew, about that. That is the program for now. Always keen to hear your thoughts when it comes as well to the issues of AI. You can email us at news at tickernews.co, but you can also head to our website, tickernews.co. I'm Aaron Young. I'll see you soon.